Welcome to Element, the student ministry of Third City Christian Church. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students. Hey guys, you know, I think about a new year. You guys are fortunate. There are two moments in your calendar year that lean themselves to be great opportunities for fantastic change. You know, like I can't remember any any time in my life when I was more willing to go, something's got to change than when I was young. There's something about being useful that you, you adapt quicker to change. And you tend to be the type of person that goes, a change has got to happen. It's going to happen now. I've told you guys numerous times that, like, I would try to re- remake myself at the beginning of a school year. Man, I was like a social wreck. Tight rolling my jeans, wearing, like, half shirts, like, stupid stuff. Kids did in the 90s, right? Yeah, you guys are looking at, looking at me now going, dude was wearing a half shirt. What is wrong with him? Right? So you guys are fortunate, though. Because there's two times in your calendar year. One is when school starts. The other one is when second semester starts. And everyone's making these New Year's resolutions, making change. And I want to talk to you guys just a little bit tonight about where my heart is and where your small group leaders' hearts are regarding you and your relationship with Jesus. I'm going to read to you guys from the book of Ephesians. Parker shared this on Sunday morning. And it's from a guy who had his world absolutely just wrecked by Jesus. He met Jesus literally on a road, and it rocked his world. He was blind for several days, and Jesus said, hey, why are you persecuting my people? I want you to take my message to the dying world. And his name then was Saul, and he changed his name to Paul. And he wrote a letter to a church in a town called Ephesus. That is an actual town that existed in history that you can read about. You can can research it, and they, they know where it was. And so it's not fiction. And this is what he wrote. I want you guys to listen. He gave this account of how God had absolutely just wrecked his world in a good way and restored his life. And he said, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Now, I want you to listen to this from the standpoint of your small, this being the prayer of your youth ministers and your small group leaders and your worship leaders, all right? It's like our whole purpose for being here, for us putting effort into being here. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Here was Paul just going, man, I know what God has done to my world. He's going, I know the way that I was living, and I know the way that I'm living now, and I owe it all to the goodness and the fullness of the gospel of Christ. That is the only person that I owe this to. 
And so I was thinking about New Year's resolutions, and Parker said this on Sunday, but not unfortunately, not all of you guys come to church here on Sunday mornings. You should if you don't have a church home, because it's wonderful, and the messages are great, and the worship is fantastic. But because you don't, I've got to tell you that part of what Parker shared on Sunday was that all of our New Year's resolutions tend to focus on the exterior. They tend to be shallow. And, and it reminded me, as I was hearing this, it reminded me kind of like how we look at our, our social media profiles, that it's, it's very easy to like adjust the angle of the camera, and yeah, I'm going to do this, and like suck your cheeks in a little bit, so it looks good, you know? And I, I remember one time I was, when I was at the Y, I was, I was lifting weights and there was no one in there except one other person. And I'm not kidding you, they had to have taken like 20 photos from a different angle while they were sitting like reclined on this bench. And I was like, really? Like you're not even working out, you just want the perception of working out. But I think of your, your profiles and what you want people to see about you. And it's, and it's all very superficial right? And it's like, it's a simple two-dimensional um, perception of who we really are. And it, it started this discussion that I want you guys to check out that Parker and I had this week. So go ahead and watch this video. Seriously, I want to talk to you about, we've talked about this a lot on our runs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to hear, like, I don't know, like when, when I think about social media, because I'm the old guy, like think about this. When I started doing student ministry, we didn't even text. Imagine that. How'd like, you even do anything? No, yeah, how'd you do ministry without texting? And I was the guy that literally said, I will refuse to text because I think, I think this is gonna ruin the social skills of all of our students. They're gonna like, they're not gonna have the ability to um, communicate well with each other using their words. There's gonna like, and I and I called it, and I was like, "There's gonna be so much more drama in this in the culture of our kids because of this." And this is before social media even gets here. So imagine right. seeing that, and like, what kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, like I try to think of the stuff that we've seen on social media mm -hmm. when it comes to drama. Sure. Like when stuff blows up, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of stuff do you see as, like, beneficial, though? Yeah, I, I think it's so easy to quickly rag on social media, but there's also been a whole world of people being creative and people um, communicating with people that's also happening. So it's like... Now, what was that social media thing that you loved that was super creative, but then it went away? There was one. You, like, lamented it. Oh, photo? Yeah. P-H-H-H-O-T-O? <laughs> yeah, what did that do? I, I didn't even... It was basically a looping GIF type. But it was a creative outlet, so so social media has, has created some sort of creates... And a lot of people have made a living out of it Yeah. at this point where, where they're being creative and stuff like that. And so I think a lot of... I mean, when you think of the way that communication has changed, especially with my even my family... If you're not posting on social media, nobody's calling each other to see what the family's up to. Nobody makes Christmas cards in my generation. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like nobody's nobody's updating people on their lives because they just assume they're checking their social media, and that's fair. I think that's I think that's actually probably a better way to do it, and you probably get a better snapshot into people's lives 
with social media. So there's so there's a lot of good stuff that's happening in the social media world, and especially the technology world. But uh, even the creator of the, uh, one of the designers, the main head designer of the iPhone, Johnny Ive, he recently said he was asked what's what's misuse of an iPhone, mm. and he said perhaps constant use. Mm. And so one of the challenges is not even so much how people are using social media, but also that social media is a money machine that makes money off of you staring at your phone. Yeah. And so they're actually taking advantage of weaknesses in the human psyche <laughs> to get you to like not pay attention to anybody else in your world besides your phone. So what weakness is it? What weakness is it in the human psyche that just it's, keeps me It's uh, dopamine. It's the same feeling as when you uh, get paid for doing something or uh, oh, when you get food after ordering it. Mm. Or um, it's it's like Pavlov's dogs. It's like you ring yeah. the bell, you salivate. You know, like <laughs> yeah, the food is coming. So <laughs> My alarm goes off in the morning. I grab my phone and look at Snapchat. Yep. And so <laughs> think of these, even if, I mean, Facebook's the worst at it, of like sending you notifications that mean nothing. Like they mm. don't mean anything. They're like... Uh, Susan posted a photo three days ago. It's like, I don't care about that. But what did they win? They win. They they won me looking at my phone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so there's there's like some social complexities to it for sure. And like yeah. I've even I even saw like through the course of after the election, mm-hmm. after all of that, like oh yeah, Mark Zuckerberg even going, hey, there's some broken pieces here that need to be fixed. Yeah. Like just go talk to people instead of yelling at people with no context or anything like that. So what, so what, uh, well, let's actually move into this. I want to know, like, where do you see hope? Like, like where, where can, where can all of these platforms be redeemed for the kingdom of God? Sure. Um, I think it comes in content created. It comes in, um, it's just like a, it's like a diet. It's like, um, if I want to eat healthier to get a better bod in 2018, mm-hmm. I'm going to change the way I eat. So like, there's a lot of good stuff happening on social media. There's a lot of awesome ministries posting, encouraging things on social media stuff. So like, um, a hope is found in, uh, like, um, like intentionally changing what you're looking at, but still mm-hmm. being in the environment. So like, yeah. um, Instagram unfollow all of those accounts that that pull you down and mm. actually just make you feel like your life is boring and it's stupid and and I don't live adventurously enough or whatever yeah. just get rid of those accounts yeah. you know like connect with your friends or whatever um, Twitter like if, if you're following really sarcastic really mean accounts that's going like garbage in garbage out you are going to by osmosis become very sarcastic and very mean yeah. You know, so like, so like, just treat it as a diet, and there's a lot of hope there, uh, just for how much good content is out there, um, to help you learn and grow, even spiritually. Yeah, I see stuff like, um, not just forwarding a post, right? Mm-hmm. Not like not just seeing something and then sharing it, but like, what if, what if I used my social media platform, whether it's Snapchat, Insta, or or Facebook or whatever, and I. I talked about how how God has been challenging me. Mm-hmm. And I make it very personal. It, it doesn't mean that I'm just, like I said, reposting someone's photo of a mountain that says, uh, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. On the, but I'm going, you know, I, I was reading in, in James this morning about, my, about the tongue and yeah. like how I speak to people. It was a very powerful moment because 
it made me rethink the words that I use and yeah. sharing that yeah, because sure. that becomes very personal. And I think that's a way that it can be yeah. redeemed. And I think you do it with Snapchat too, mm -hmm. you know, um, granted people will still like to see you snapping, uh, me snapping my cat doing funny things. Right. Uh, right. But at the same time, I think they like to see a little window into yeah. my personal. And even world. if you even if you start somewhere small, like okay, so you you're you're buddies with at least two or three people on Snapchat that you know come to Element that mm -hmm. you would talk to about that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, snap them. Yeah, know, start, like start start a group start a group where it's just like yeah. yeah. So there's hope there. And then maybe you start a group chat between those three, and then maybe you'll make the mistake of posting one of your really yeah. personal reflective yeah. posts to your public, and then all of a sudden people are like, oh my gosh. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> he loves yeah. Jesus. Snap, yeah. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the last things I want to say, though, is so you're going to delete all your apps, you're going to try to like live the human experience, paying attention to what's actually around you or whatever. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of situations, especially you asking friends to hang out or... Um, you telling friends that they mean a lot to you or like mm -hmm. whatever comes up that week. Yeah. Um, there's this thing that I'm finding in my life that if it's awkward, that means it matters. Yeah. And so like, you're going to have to embrace a few awkward situations, <laughs> right. To, to like make friends or to, um, invite friends over or whatever. You can't blast that, you know, group snap that invites everyone over or whatever. But like, it, allow that to be sort of a training ground for life that you're gonna have to have those at some point because yeah. you know <laughs> uh, yeah so and I don't think deleting the apps is the answer though mm -hmm. is it like well we, I'm saying like, like take the challenge I, do it for well, a I week. was I wasn't saying you were saying that because yeah. I agree doing it for a week because that helps you rec that would help me recognize oh that's like looking up for a minute and going there's humans around yeah. me yeah but like at the same time we have to realize that we can't disappear from people like yeah, from right, the right. world around us right i mean like even even jesus said you know to be in the world not of it so yeah. like this is our world you know so yeah yeah i don't i don't think just running away from it is the answer either yeah you know by and large our, our social media is a is like a, a two-dimensional snap snapshot mm -hmm. of who we actually are right yeah. and we 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 spend so much time thinking about should I should I post this? What will people think of me if I post this, or do I just post everything? And so much goes into our our timeline, our story, our our profile, um, our profile on those different platforms. Um, I think about what you said on Sunday about lasting change being originating from an internal um, an internal um, source right yeah. like lasting change always comes from the inside I can put any kind of clothes or makeup or haircut on the outside but it doesn't really change who I am right yeah um, what what would you like to leave like if we could pull if we could pull every student into this conversation yeah. one chair at a time hmm. right 300 hours of conversations if we had yeah. one hour with each one of our students like what would you like one to like lean in and just go hey yeah i could probably be something about um it's definitely like social media and technology is definitely a part of your world and i can't argue that yeah. Um, but also you need to remember where your value comes from mm. and where your identity comes from. And like, 
if you get all your attention on social media or you get all these relationships just through social media and stuff like uh, just remember that your value um, is not given by that Mm. um, but that it's given by God because you're made in his image and 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 there's a beautiful world out there Uh, like (laughs) there's so many awesome people um, that that are just waiting to be talked to. Even just in Grand Island, you don't have to yeah. go somewhere to find them. Yeah. Like so. like like you sit by them in class. Yeah. yeah. Be the be the be the rebel with a rebel yell that goes and explores the real world for a little while. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you put on your safari hat and you're yeah. like going on an adventure and then you're going to come back and tell people. And then use your social media to talk about what you did. There you go. Right? And maybe that's it. It's just just remember who you are. Don't get don't get lost in it. And yeah. and if and if you and be honest if you are like sick with it. Like mm. if you're if you're like addicted to social media, if you're if if Twitter is the reason you are being rude to all your friends and doing stupid things during class and all this other stuff, like mm. if that's the sole reason, um, one day you will be an adult and those kind of things have consequences. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And so at, at some point, you're going to have to be honest with yourself in all of this and what you can handle and what's good for you and what's bad for you. At some point, you're going to have to do that. And and the earlier you do it, probably the better. Yeah. Right? And, and I'm still learning that. I'm still yeah. figuring that out. And I'm 20 se- 26. Dude, I think there's 50-year-old people that are pretending to be something on social media that they're not. And, like, right. my, my heart's desire is that what's going on in your inside would just completely match your profile on social media. So the reason I show that to you guys tonight isn't isn't to to like bash social media. Uh, It's it's because I want this time of year we have an opportunity to reevaluate what's important and who we are. And I think some of you guys are, are likely considering taking advantage of that opportunity. And in the book of Matthew, here's the deal. Like, there is nothing more repulsive or, like, like gross than someone that pretends to be something that they're not. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but some, someone that is, that is just pretending. Like, I, I like to look at people and just go, hey, just be who you are. I will be okay with that. I just want you to feel comfortable enough to be who you are. You know, and, and you know the types of people that they are. Like, you might be sitting two rows away from them tonight. Like, they act one way when they're here on Wednesday nights. And, man, you see them up and down the hallways of school, and it's like, man, what? You were, you were talking about, like, grace and mercy and God's love, and all I'm seeing is hate and resentment up and down the school hallway. What's going on here? The inside really isn't matching the, the outside. And Jesus had a conversation with a group of people because Jesus was kind of repulsed by the same people in the New Testament as well. They were called Pharisees. They were the, they were the ones that made the rules for the church. They would be the ones that would be like, no running in the church, no laughing, no smiling. Keep your hands in your pockets. You will not have red Kool-Aid in this building. There will be no cookies. You will show up on time. You will not leave early. You will sit when I tell you to sit. You will stand when I tell you to stand. You will eat what I tell you to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if any of you guys would want to be a part of a faith that was about rules like that. 
But they had, these Pharisees, that's who they were, they had created following God and having a relationship with God to be a list of things that you do with outward motion, but you were just dead on the inside. You said, yeah, it's time to go to church. All right, it's time to sit down. It's time to do the sacrifice. I'll bring the sacrifice here. Okay, I'm going to observe this feast. I'm going to observe this holiday. I'm going to take my child to the temple on the seventh day and have him dedicated to the church because this is what I do. But on the inside, they were just empty. And Jesus looked at these people and he goes, look, you are making it so miserable to follow me. You guys, you are like whitewashed tombs. You are, you are clean and beautiful on the in, outside, but on the inside, you're dead. He said you're like, you're like a cup that on the outside is like sparkly and clean, but on the inside, it's filthy. Like if, if your dad has a coffee cup that he never washes and it's got that film, it'd be like that. It looks good on the outside, but you look down on the inside, you're like, man, that's nasty. Because you guys... We are worshiping a God that isn't concerned with your outside. He's not concerned with how good your hair looks tonight if your makeup looks perfect. He's not concerned with what your body looks like. He's not concerned about the brand that's on your clothes or the kind of phone that you have in your pocket or the car that's parked outside. Because scripture says that our God looks at the inside of who you are. And so when we're talking about change, we're talking about lasting change. There's only one place for that change to start. Paul was talking about the power that starts in your inmost being, in your heart. And you guys, that's where lasting change begins. And I will tell you this for the new year. I would pray that you would make two New Year's resolutions. The first one is this, is that you allow God access to your inmost being. And you stop concerning yourself with the shallow pieces of your life. Just like social media is just a brief, shallow picture of who you are. It says nothing of who you really are. That you allow God access to your inmost being. The second one would be this, is that after you do that, you look up and you look around to the people next to you in school and you look past their outward appearance and you look at them with eyes of God and you go, that young lady, that young man is in need of God's mercy and God's grace. I'm going to be the one to bring hope to their world. Because all up in that balcony back there is an army of adults that their heart's desire is that you guys would know Christ. Their heart's desire is that your friends would come to know Christ. Their heart's desire is that you and and them would walk into the water of baptism with your friends and watch them surrender their lives to Christ. Their, Their heart's desire is to see that happen because they have witnessed that happen in their own lives. All of that starts from the inside. It doesn't mean that we're perfect. We're getting ready to sing an old song. You guys, this song we're getting ready to sing 
means the world to me. And I want to challenge you with this. If you don't know this song, you don't know the words to this song, simply listen. Don't jump around, don't squirm, don't rush off to the bathroom. You can hold it for 10 more minutes. I want you to listen to these words because these words are powerful and these words give life and these words give hope. So I want this song that we're going to sing to be a prayer. And if you know them, I want you to sing. But as we start this song, I want you seated. And when Ransom feels it's right, I want you to have him stand up. But as we start this song, I want you to sing this song or read these words as if it is a prayer to your creator. Let's do that together. Thanks for joining Element. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students.